Hey everyone, this is Rose and welcome back to my office with my special guest, Cam. Welcome, Cam. I am the good old Buffalo, New York. Thank you again for having me, Rose. Are you in your living room? Where are you at? I'm in my basement having my cup of coffee, feeling just like you, listening to a whole album of Lana Del Rey and feeling my feelings. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I miss basements. Hi, everyone. I just did a little 20 minute little ditty on my uh, elliptical. Oh, nice. You got to get it in when you can. Cardio. Yes. All right. So let's talk. What have you been up to this past week? Last time we spoke, you had a crazy vacation to Toronto. Yeah. So since last time, just kind of kept it low. Nothing too much. Went to the local county fair to see all the freaks and geeks out there. The good old Buffalonians out in the good old summertime. (laughs) What's your favorite part about the Erie County Fair? Oh, my God. My I would say the kettle corn, just because you could smell it from miles and miles away and the line's even longer. Ooh. I used to love the rides and the corn on the cob. They had, like, tricked out corn on the cob this year. They had it, like, with, like, different flavors and Cajuning seasons and deep fried. And why do you not have them in Texas? I think that just the water line in the ground is so high that we can't like dig down into it, but it sucks. I remember growing up basements were like the tits. And I also, I remember every, everywhere that you go for like a party in the summertime in Western New York, they always have like a clam boil somewhere. Hell yeah. Every Monday. I love the clams, clams, casino, raw boiled all like up on Lake Erie. They're, they're just, I mean, they're the sign of the summer, you know? Yeah. Down here in Texas, they do crawfish, you know, crawdads. They do those in the springtime, but in the summer, it's too hot. And But there's nothing like a good old Western New York clam boil. And a fish fry. Oh, the Friday fish fries. I didn't know that fish fries are different in different places. Like, like we have them beer battered and kind of almost deep fried, where other places just have them regular grilled. Yeah, well, in Buffalo, they have the haddock. And they have it beer battered and fried. And like every Friday, that's a really big deal. So have a fish fry on Friday with your family. Especially on Fridays. And cornmeal is disgusting. Ew, I think I've had cornmeal once in my life and I never want to have it again. It's really nasty. (laughs) So anyway, cool. What else did you do? You went to the fair? I went to the fair. I went with my boyfriend and we met up with this family there as well. Hi. So, yeah, just a quick day at the fair. Nothing too much. Other than that, just kind of kicked it back and had a good relaxing weekend. Mm, very good. What about you? Oh, uh, well, <laughs> I wish I could say that I had a normal day, but I never had a normal day. Like At this point, it's expected. Probably one of my most normal days. But uh, we were supposed to do the podcast yesterday. So to everyone listening, I'm so sorry. It's my fault. It's not Cam's fault. He called, you called me yesterday and yes, you're like, I did. podcast. And at that point I was like literally parked outside my Cajun booze penthouse, like ready to go in. Also half drunk, like, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> so and this, this is on a recorded him. line, ma'am. Thank you for saying that. <laughs> my bad, my bad. <laughs> no. So, um, before I went to go meet my Cajun boo and actually when you called me, remember, I, I was like, waiting in my truck and then one of those sugar daddies from seeking arrangement called me when i was waiting to go have sex with my boyfriend what was his name yoga pants or something i had blocked him and i talked about this 
on one of my podcasts before, he's the guy that told me in a message, he's like, well, sometimes you look like a man. And I just laughed and I blocked him. Well, he was still texting me. And, you know, when someone calls you, you can tell that you block their call. Right. Because it'll come up blocked. Yeah, exactly. So that's what happened. And I was so curious. I had to call him back. So I called him back almost immediately just to like, you know, what the hell does he want from me kind of thing. And he was telling me he has like a farm in Argentina, blah, blah, blah. He's so great. I was like, okay, whatever. And he wanted to meet me after I saw my my boot thing. And I was like, well, I don't know if I want to do a double take appointment on the fly on a Wednesday. After having a bunch of drinks. (laughs) And coming from um, my boyfriend's place, I'm pretty much not going to be able to handle anything else after that and be pretty beat up. So So I was already hesitant. And then he started sending me pictures of him and his face. And at this point, I was already at my boyfriend's like penthouse, well, a boyfriend, I call him boyfriend. I, we're not dating. Um, I was already at my boo things penthouse. Right. And so my guy had my phone in his hands. So he was texting potential sugar daddy asshole, like trash. All he said was trash. Uh, period. <laughs> oh my God. You're so freaking harsh. Like he's brute. He's a savage. At least he tells the other guys what's up. Well, I mean, it's weird because my Cajun boo thing, like he, we clearly we are not monogamous. But he gets a little bit jealous. As all guys kind of do. I think that's kind of like a deep-seated thing in men. The talk a couple months ago, and even a year ago when we started seeing each other. And I said to him, hey, you know, like, what are we doing? And he goes, well, I don't want to date because I just want to see, you know, see you casually. He goes, I don't like the idea of dating and relationships, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, so we're not in a relationship. And certainly not monogamous by any means. Because we've always had other people on the side. But lately, he's been, like, kind of, I don't know, crazy jealous, which I kind of love. You're playing hard to get. That's why. But he's the guy that would, like, show up and murder everybody in a room. You know what I mean? If I was... Just for you. date with somebody else, he's the kind of guy that would just, like, show up and start cracking skulls. Oh. But that's also why I like him. He's super passionate and crazy. Aww. You know what I mean? That's what you see. It's a give and take. There's always two ways to a story. Hey. <laughs> I'm just saying. Not that I would mind. But, I mean, at the same time, I'm not going to start dating him. because He's in his, like, late 50s. We, it's, come on, no. I'm not going to be dating anybody, but I'm certainly not going to start dating somebody who may potentially, like, croak on me. Right. Just make sure it's a good life insurance policy. Well, sugar daddies are different. You know, and I haven't, I have yet to meet one who wants to be monogamous. So when that road, I mean, when that bridge comes, we may cross it. Right. With Saxon, I didn't even lie to him and tell him about my Cajun guy. Cause I just, we just avoided the topic. Cause I really didn't care. And I think he knew that would lie anyway. So it didn't matter. It's nice to have somebody that, you know, that you, you both are lying to each other. Right. And you're both like, I don't give a shit. Because at this point, it's just elaborating the story and just embellishing everything that's happening that, like, you just emote so much energy from each other. Yeah, and why waste your time with a lie when I can just ignore reality and just have a good, like, I don't know, have a good experience or a good trip to France or trip to Napa and just, like, fuck all the drama. He'd ask me all the time, and he'd be like, hey, how was your day today? And if I was like, oh, not so great, he'd be like, oh, never mind, I don't care. And we'd just be like, ha, 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 you know, like. That's a harsh, that's a harsh statement. But with my Cajun boo thing, he's really sweet. 
he's always been very respectful. He, he lifts me up and, oh, my computer is beeping at me. Anyway, he's always very sweet, very respectful, builds me up, complimenting me all the time. And so he's just a different, different onion. We got to peel back the layers. Different crayon in the Crayola box. I know, for real. Anyway, y'all, uh, let's take a quick commercial break. And then when we come back, we're going to get into what this episode is about. We're going to start talking zodiac signs, astrology, Sun, and get into moon signs. We're getting it all. And action. Action. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank right. you. So let's get into talking about horoscopes. So, Cam, yes. you are Scorpio, right? I am a Scorpio, long lived. And, the, and like the cusp of it, I think, because like I'm, my birthday is on the 28th of the month. And I think the cutoff is like two days before. So I'm an early rising Scorpio or something like that. I've always loved your birthday. It's right around Halloween. I know. The greatest fucking birthday parties for you. I call it Camapalooza. And that happens from the day of my birthday to about five days afterwards. Oh my God, remember when I was living in Seattle and you would come for Camapalooza for your birthday? Every year, every year. Oh, it was like an annual event. Comic-Con, oh. Hell yeah, hell yeah. Do you, you believe in horoscopes? Man, and then your friend was Barnacle Boy. You guys were the best. I can't, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> remember our first Comic-Con? We, we kind of like snuck in. We bought tickets from a guy on the street for like 80 bucks. He was he wearing that beef for Vendetta mask. He just was like in an active rally. <laughs> yeah, he kept his mask on the whole time. Isn't that crazy? I know. Oh my God. Fucking Seattle. All my listeners in Seattle, Cam and I love you. We love yes. you. Okay. Always love you, Seattle. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to read your, I don't know if you'd call it a horoscope or more like a psychoanalytical astrology. <laughs> astrology. That like covers all the bases. Astrology. Okay, here we go. I'm going to tell you about yourself, Mr. Scorpio, man. Here we More go. More than I know. Okay. <clears throat> Some might say you are a law unto yourself. You combine originality with a sharp and logical mind into a very intriguing package. Able to dig deep and come up with treasures, you are never satisfied with what appears to be. Obviously. Which gives, yeah, which gives rise to some restlessness. Warm and affectionate, you value oh downtime with family as well as your privacy hell yeah when push comes to shove you know you have yourself to rely on Ooh, you have a pioneering quality that is unmistakable so that's a good that's your intro i love that i love i like that too it's more um and it's still kind of general but you are very sharp and logical so i like that the only thing that i don't like about horoscopes per se is that if you didn't tell me that i wouldn't be able to give the traits of a scorpio right off the bat you know as soon as i told you yeah oh yeah as soon as i told that i'm like of course that's that makes a lot of sense Mm. okay let's go on okay keep going keep going so your details scorpio is determined strong intense and often controlled like calm, cool, and collected, not controlled like in a bad way. I'm a uh, super- <laughs> I would say I'm pretty calm. You're a puppet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, anything that is superficial doesn't appeal to the scorpion. It's all or nothing. Ooh. Right. Scorpio is never content to look only at the surface of matters. Scorpio digs deep, 
questions motives, and instinctively feels what's going on in the environment around him or her. Ooh, I like that. I know. Okay, what was the first part? Strong, intense, and what? Is determined, strong, intense, and often controlled. Like, remember, I was like, calm, cool, yeah. Right, right, right. I always feel like I'm more, like, controlled with my emotions, per se. Well, Yes, no, I agree. I agree. You've always been really level-headed. Yes. I would say yeah. that. Oh, these are good. I have the handle, you know? Only in situations that I need to. <laughs> I mean, I think only around people that you're super comfortable with. But, like, in public, I've never, ever, ever seen. I mean, you've always been super considerate. Every time we've ever gone out, you know, you're like, stop it. People are looking at it. Or we're just crazy and we don't care. But I've never seen you, like, lose your shit on somebody. I you don't know? think I have either. Except the one guy in Toronto that I told you about. This one kid in sixth grade. And then some lady at work the one day because she really got on my nerves. Oh, my God. I remember after that one fight in sixth grade. <laughs> You're such a badass. Okay, okay, here we go. Turning points in your life. Ooh. So. I need to listen up for this part. All right. This is kind of outside my wheelhouse, but we're going to go for it. Full steam ahead. <laughs> and the torpedoes. Here we go. Um, your progressed son enters Sagittarius at age 25. Did you feel that when you turned 25? Your progressed son. I seriously did. Like, I feel like I hit such a major depression before 25. And then finally at 25, it was like wiping the mixed emotions off and like slowly getting over my own shit. That's funny that you said that because it says that um, the ages of 24 to 26 mark a critical turning point in the development of your personality. Wow. What? There you go. And then it says after some sort of crisis of consciousness, and perhaps elimination of circumstances that have been limiting your growth, you begin to feel lighter, more free, and decidedly more outgoing. I say, yeah, that's wow. super true. Yes. And then it says here, ooh, this is what I agree with. It says your desire to learn increases and your sense of humor is enriched. Yes. Agreed. You are more flexible during this period as well. And yeah, no, I totally agree wow. with that. I think after 25, you kind of settled into who you are and you started trying more things like, you know, you're way more outgoing and adventurous. I think yes. um, Corey's helped you with that. I would definitely, because that's when we first started dating. This is weird that it's, like, so crazy accurate in a way, because I remember that was a major turning point of my life and, like, kind of really coming into somewhat adulthood. I can't say I'm an adult. I'm just, like, a grown-up kid. Right, I but hate that. I hate the word adults, technically. I, I know, I know. I'm just a very big kid. That's an adult. <laughs> Maybe. No, I don't. Smart. No, you're a good adult. I think you're more of an adult than I am. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> you are. Okay, I'm gonna tell you your future. Okay, ooh, ooh, <laughs> Cleo. I'm a witch. No, <laughs> I see it in okay. the stars. Actually, my mom calls me a witch when she doesn't want to say bitch, but uh, she means bitch. <laughs> so. I would say witch is like is like a turn of endearment. Like, thank you. Thanks, witch. Yeah. <laughs> witch, please. Okay, here we go. Uh, your progressed son enters Capricorn at age 54. Ages 53 to 55 mark a critical turning point in the development of your personality. You become more practical, mindful, and concerned about your personal security. Oh, you're endangered. <laughs> I know. Uh, you are a self-starter, and you become more shrewd and focused with your goals. Okay, so when you turn 54, you're going to get your shit together. I know it's that long throughout <laughs> <laughs> my thirties and forties oh and just a wreck. Yes, and then I all like of a sudden, that. 
I like that. You've always been pretty analytical. I mean, very uh, reserved. I'm not reserved, I wouldn't say, because we, we do get loud sometimes. But um, controlled, I think, is a good way to describe you. Right. I like the last part of, like, focused on your goals, because I always have a goal of traveling the world in a way. And I always have this reoccurring dream that I'm old. And I want to say, like, right, like, almost on my deathbed, but, like, I'm probably going to die by the age 60, let's just be honest. And I take my sister's kid and we go for this like all around world excursion. It was like kind of, I have this, like, it's a dream that I have. It always happens. Well, well then follow your dreams. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my, oh, my God. I That's... like it. I like it. You know what? And so your goal is to travel the world. If you had a sugar daddy, you could be doing that. Uh... You'd be miserable. You'd be fucking miserable. But then at age 54, I get my goals back, and I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would never do that. I can't do that. Ugh. Corey's going to be fucking pissed at me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't encourage anyone to jump into this lifestyle. It is not normal. But if you're interested, go to SeekingArrangements.com. Seekingarrangements. Well, seeking arrangements. Hit me up on Instagram, bitch. <laughs> uh, I have a Sugar Baby podcast. Come check me out. And DM me, message me, and I'll teach you everything you need to know. Weech. Yes. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so that's okay. your that's your future. Do me, do me. Yes. Ooh, ooh okay. It's so, so, you're so ready. So what are you, you're a Gemini, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm a Gemini. I'm a June baby, summer baby. Okay, what's your birthday? Has to say about me. Okay, so on your birthday, this is the day that you were born, the positive traits about the day that you were born. Nate was born on June 10th. Birthdays are flexible, imaginative, and eloquent. The people are charming and attractive to their peers. Ooh, that's a good one. And they always seem I'm to always have- talking my boss. Ah. <laughs> As they always seem to have joyous vibes surrounding them. You do have that. You have this like yellow aura I always seen from you. And yellow is like, in my eyes, like warming. <laughs> Ew, what? <laughs> I love you. Yeah. What I would say that you have this yellow aura. You know, like aura colors? No? Do you get yeah. do you go get down with that? Yeah, I'm down. I'm down to clown. That <laughs> okay. All right, back on track. <laughs> These Gemini natives are analytical and eloquent as they can open a matter in a million pieces and then present it in full detail. What's eloquent? Eloquent means that uh, you have a way with words. You have Ooh. tact and syntax. Oh, like, yeah. I'm, I can describe things well. You do. Thank I you. Don't, I don't have that. I obviously can't even <laughs> read this We have a radio show to be able to talk. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Okay, now your negative traits. Oh. Gemini people born on June 10th are bored easily, unsympathetic and impulsive. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> Facts. They are nervous individuals who are prone to scummaging to their emotions and even to act in a violent way. Ooh. Oh, that's true. Well, okay. Another weakness of Gemini's is that they're lazy. I don't think they're I, lazy. Okay, I'm a little lazy, that, but let's go back a minute. I'm not violent. I No, no, no. There's like a difference between, I want to say maybe you're more enraged at sometimes than violent like i'm a little extra but i would never hurt a fly like genuinely i don't like attack people right that's not my thing right okay i'd rather just walk away so from there another weakness is that they're lazy oh yeah i don't think you're lazy you're like more of like a uh, self uh, okay i can't be sometimes i'll spend the whole day 
in the house doing absolutely fucking nothing. And some days I'll be going a million miles an hour, have like six meetings with clients, work my ass off, and then go fuck like two guys. Everybody's lazy. That's the one thing. Like, I, they can't say like one person is lazy. And you lay down for one day and you're like, oh, that, I was so lazy. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, thank you. I, I don't think I'm lazy either. No, thank you for saying You're a self starter. So we'll scratch that last one. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> they seem to have energy of all kinds of things, but not for those who are important. And that is when it is, that is when self indulgence hits. Ooh, Ooh, you know, I do love to indulge. I love yes, money. You do. I love sex. I love alcohol. I love weed. My favorite self-indulgement moment that you had is when you came to Buffalo. You literally paid for every single thing. And I was like, we were almost, I don't want to say fighting, but like debating about like, no, Kelly, I'm going to fucking pay this time. Okay. (laughs) Uh, Well, when you ball out, you got to ball all the way out. Hell yeah. And you balled. You ball. (laughs) When we ball, we ball. And we're broke. So yeah, it's balling on a bucket. (laughs) <laughs> okay, now go. It says that your likes are journeys and occasions to socialize. Ooh. Oh, I agreed. I agree. I love journeys. Hell Life yeah. is a journey. Hell yeah. Okay, your hate. Fitness is a journey. Also, anyone who's trying to get into fitness, fitness is not a destination. It is a journey. And abs are not made in the gym. They're made in the kitchen. Oh, tell them. <laughs> I know. I, I can't. I don't have abs, but. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know that. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay your hates you you hate routine and don't have much interest in traditional customs that's so true because in everything that i talk about on my podcast i'm like no i'm not a conventional chick like everything about me is pretty unconventional then the one time when i went to seattle and you had to work the one day and you just decided to no call no show and quit your job of like yeah (laughs) i needed a day off like I know. I was like, well, I could go to work or I could just quit my job and hang out with my favorite cousin. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> so I quit my fucking I hated that job. It was like tech support at IBM. I hated it. Oh, I know. I wouldn't like that either. That's a job that it's like you have to. Ugh. I mean, and people would call me pissed off all the time. And oh my God. Did I tell you about this one guy when he called into the uh, whatever IBM building and I picked up the phone and he was trying to like Mac on me. He, he, he's from Las Vegas and he goes, Hey, let me fly you out here. He's like, you should come to Las Vegas. I'll show you a good time. And I was looking at his account, his tech account. I was like, how can you show me a good time? You owe us $6,000. Right. A lot <laughs> of people did that. Some people do that. Like when I was on the phones too, and you see how much financial debt that they're in. Yeah, they're oh. like, oh, excuse me, my Mercedes Benz says that my phone was ringing. Can I help you? Like, right? They want to be like a dick to you on the phone. Oh my god! First yes. of all, anybody, if you're calling someone in a call center, if you're calling them, you better fucking behave yourself because these people they have your address, your phone number, your fucking birthday, all that information pulled up in front of them, and if they're actually psycho, they can come murder you. Amen. So I'm just saying, they always speak, you never know who you're talking to. And most people that work in those call centers, guess what? They have fucking face and neck tattoos. Some of them are like really big. Some of them are convicted felons. A lot of them actually are people who are not cut out for the typical workforce. So you want to call a fucking face tattoo guy and you want to be a bitch to him or you know what I mean? No, he's going to show up at your front door for fun. And even that, like they're there to help you. Like that's, that's the reason why they're they're calling you Right. Right. Like nobody comes into your fucking office and starts shitting on your desk. Like, fuck you. That's have. And that's for waitresses, I think, goes to as well, because I think it's a I never did the waitressing or waiter gig. But I feel like that is a hard motherfucking profession that I can never do. (laughs) 
Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, no, working in kitchens, I have so much respect for anyone in the customer service. Absolutely. Um, yeah, you have to. It gave me Those like people. It gave me like a learning of how to talk to people and how to like just be presentable and civil. Civil, exactly. Civility is huge. Yes. Huge. Always, you know, treat everyone the same because you never know who you're talking to. So yeah, I love that. Right. So total tangent. Okay, let's get back to your horoscope. <laughs> okay. So, all right, Miss Thing, Miss Gemini, you have lessons to learn. Oh. So the lessons you have to learn are having more confidence in their knowledge and skills to knowing exactly what they can achieve. Oh, I, I don't say I need that. Any more confidence. No, I could say that. I like the whole aspect of confidence to grow kind of type thing because it's like the sky's the limit in a way. And I know you could like bounce all the way up. Right. I can see that. Your life challenge is to accept that they don't always know everything. Damn. (laughs) Not to say that this like sentence triggered me, but it did. No. (laughs) You don't know everything. Fuck you. No, I'm just kidding. Right, right. And your lucky day. Wednesday is the main lucky day for any Gemini Zodiac sign. Well, you got to leave that night. What did I tell you? Hump day is my favorite day of the week. Right. This day identifies with Mercury and the Roman god of commerce and originality. Ooh. Oh, let it rain I on know. Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? Right. Get that wet, wet. That. <laughs> now, your years to change. These born under the June 10th horoscope have as years of change and major influence. Oh, yours are all in the future. 28, 35, 42, and 52. Damn. What I do you see? Any of those yet. Right. What do you see yourself doing at 35? If I'm unfortunately still alive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't know. I better be on my fucking ex-husband's yacht that I own now. Somewhere in the Caribbean. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he somehow no, died, and I don't know what happened. <laughs> right? No, seriously, I'm 35. Oh, Lord, who knows? I mean, if you look just 10 years ago, I, w- I was like, I don't know where I'm going to be now. And then I'm divorced. So in, in another fucking 10 years here or so, who knows? Maybe divorced again? I don't know. Well, if we're being real. Hopefully, I'll be on a fucking yacht somewhere, like I said, Bora Bora, sipping pina coladas and shit. Yeah. That would be ideal. Or owning my own ranch. I want to own my own ranch. I could see it. Like a farmer? Well, yeah, but like, cool. <laughs> <There's a bunch laughs> of That's yeah. what I understand the difference between a ranch and a farmer. Yeah, I want to have trellis gardens and just land with animals and like 50 dogs. Wow. I don't know. I just want the life. What about you? Where do you see yourself in 10 years? I would love like a, I don't want to say suburban home kind of type thing, but maybe like up and coming neighborhood, like hot dad. No, but I don't want any kids. I just want to be like a hot daddy, like 35. <laughs> and like, I want, I want to know that I'm financially, and I don't want to say above, but just safe. You know, like I have that good cushion. And I think right now I'm kind of projecting to be that. <laughs> yes. Uh, I know what you mean. You want to be like the hot dad on the block. Hell yeah. Everybody wants that. Hell yeah. Just like, I'm. it's what, Thursday at 5 p.m. right now or something like that? I'm just like going to do groceries and make a paella later. Oh. 
but paella takes two days, so I'll eat it on Sunday. <laughs> in the backyard. Right. <laughs> if you're feeling adventurous. Yeah. In the blender, maybe. Ooh. Ooh. We're living life now. Oh, yeah, maybe bust into your wine cellar, get some brie out, and a you know, nice red for the night. Slap 100 on the table for the maiden leave. Oh, hell. <laughs> yeah, that is what I'm talking about. Oh. Okay, so back to your Gemini horoscope. You ready for more? I'm ready. Okay. It's a long one, so get ready. Gemini natives born on June 10th are optimistic and adventurous lovers. Ooh. Oh, so, that's true. I would say that. Okay. Not that I know that your lover aspect, but just like in a friendship aspect. <laughs> you know everything about it. You know that's true. Oh, I know. I know that it's true from the backside story. <laughs> the podcast after nine. <laughs> wow, you get it firsthand. You yeah, right. This. Okay. They're those people everyone loves to spend their time with, but they can quite be quite moody and complicated when it comes to love, especially when it comes from settling for one person. Oh, <laughs> shit. That is so true. That, oh, my God. That's so true. I am very complicated, and I don't like to settle. I can be bitchy in relationships. Right. They are people of ideas, so. <laughs> okay, you might need to keep that just for I keep fucking up kind of type thing. Okay. All okay, right. just go for it. I'll edit this, I promise. Line. Okay. <laughs> they, <laughs> they are people of ideas, so many relationships with them will be an endless string of events, novelty, and surprises. They're impulsive and quick to fall in love but they also put an end to whatever relation they feel is not enriching their lives. Ooh, that's, that's right. That's so true. Oh, that's scary true. That's the four-day divorce. Impulsive, very quick to fall in love, and I'm also real quick to walk away. Hell yeah. Sign that papers and I'm out. <laughs> it's always fun to do. Like, you know, there's a reason why the horoscopes are always in the newspaper. It's just fun. It gives you a little bit of enlightenment. You know, it's something good to think of and make yourself kind of unlift yourself just knowing that, like, things are okay. And it's good to know that you're, you're typical of everyone else born in the same time as you. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> There's and thousands of others million, like you on the same day. What is it? You're 7,000 in a million, technically. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, oh no, no, no. That's, it. That's, that's what I meant to say. If you're one in a million, that means that there's 7,000 people on this planet exactly like you. Do you think another person looks like you or like a doppelgangers out there? For sure. For sure. Where do you think they are right now? Oh, ooh. Okay. I could say, so, I, I thought of this before. I thought that there's someone that looks exactly like you in Sweden, but with blonde hair. Oh, like exactly like you? Hell yeah. Yes. Yeah, because we are Swedish. Yeah, no doubt. Okay, that's good. I could see but, that. I mean, we're also a little bit, we're kind of much, right? So for me, I picture... There's somebody in Italy that looks exactly like me. Exactly like me. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Everybody in Italy looks exactly like me. <laughs> <laughs> Just tattoos. And, <laughs> and maybe a little, maybe a little bit fatter, but actually probably not. Probably actually, if they're skinnier than me, I'll have to kill her. <laughs> You're better looking than me. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wouldn't that suck if you met your doppelganger, but they were like super sexy and had like, you know, giant shoulders and that like little v yeah you know, and they're and they're like living the life and everything that they stole from you 
Oh yeah. Or like they they're like a model, even worse. I know. Oh right, yeah. <laughs> Dripping swagger, literally. I'm pissed. You look like the stunt double of your doppelganger. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you, you I just, just look a little up. bit heftier, a little bit rougher on the edge. You're right. Like, <laughs> He's like, that's what I could have been in my lifetime, but I'm not. <laughs> or I picture there's a chick that looks just like me in Sweden, but way, way, way more butch. And her name is Olga. And she's... <laughs> <laughs> and she's an MMA fighter. Right. No, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> very moment, she's eating strudel. Oh, <laughs> actually, she's probably asleep. Yeah, well, no, true. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Fucking time zones. I forget, but I think that like the UK, no, not the UK. Uh, France is eight hours ahead of us right now because I was just there. That's the only one I know. Fuck all the other time zones. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry, <laughs> all, to, all my listeners all over the world. I love you guys. Um, no, <laughs> it's funny. Did I, like majorly mess up with your sleep. I feel like it would for me. No, not really. Cause I'm young, but my sugar daddy, it fucked him up for like weeks. Right. Cause it's such, he was like, asleep every day till like two, 2 PM. And I was just like, fuck, I would just get around, get up and walk around. Yeah. Like I remember doing a podcast about it when we were in Normandy, I was talking to you guys and I was like, it's fucking noon and he's still asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that one. That was a good one. I liked when you were talking about France. Yes, I, I miss France, but I also really love my freedom right now and not being tied to a total dick bag. So amen. that's amen. Oh my God, I have to tell you something, Cam. Tell me. And I know they're listening. So, okay. Oh, remember how? Oh, of course you remember. I was married, right? Yes. So, a certain member from my old family started uh, following my podcast Instagram and now. I know they're listening. <laughs> oh, I don't know how I feel about that. We talk about some crazy kinky shit, but I remember even when I was married, my ex-husband, he never would ask how many people I'd ever been with or anything like that. It was always like, he didn't want to know. He didn't want to know. Right. So I never told him. And as he had only been with like a few people, I won't say how much out of respect. I don't want to be fucking rude or anything. There's no point of being rude. I have nothing right. bad to say about him. Let's just right. put that out there. And that's good. Uh, but he would he would tell me. I remember one time on New Year's, we were talking amongst friends, and somebody was like, "Oh, I had had sex with twenty two people," and I was like, "Haha, that's cute," <laughs> you know. And my ex husband, husband at the time, he looked at me. He's like, "What? Like you're such a whore that you had sex with more than twenty two people?" And I just kind of looked at him like, "Uh, <laughs> maybe." <laughs> and then now this podcast is coming out, and every day it's like, "I got a new one." Like, it's like oh fuck, right. Whatever. I mean, it is what it is. I think the beauty of this podcast is I'm able to talk totally unapologetically and honestly, but then just knowing that there's a certain group of people that are listening to this probably, I don't, I don't think it's shocking by, right. no, by any means whatsoever, but just, at least, you know what? Fuck it. This is a comedy. It's supposed to be entertaining. I just need to own it. It was just a funny thing that, you know, people from your past pop up. And it was one of the people from that family. Like, there are very few people from that family that I would want to ever have, like, a friendship or talk to again. And she's one of them. Like, she's one of the few that I always, always loved. Right. And we always, you know, got along really well. But when we cut ties, you know, when it's we got hard. Divorced, 
yeah, I didn't want to remain friends with anybody. And my favorite part of that whole family was my nieces and nephew. And, you know, it was really hard for me to just cut ties with, oh, my computer. But it was hard for me to cut ties with everybody, but I feel like it had to be done just for the sanity of everyone involved. Right. You know? it's, at some points, when, it, it, when you know, you know, and if you were to continue on with it, it would only not only harm yourself, but harm like the relationship as well, you know, and others yeah, around here's you. Here's the fucked up thing. My parents stayed like Facebook friends with my ex-husband for like years. And I was like, what are you doing? What the I'm, fuck? Still, I'm still friends with them, to be honest with you. Well, it's okay. It's fine. But it's not like y'all are going to hang out. No, it would just be like, gonna be like, hey, let me take a trip to come visit you. Oh, no. I, like, I, mean, I, like go I, see I have nothing bad to say about it, but I just think it was easier for everyone to kind of cut it and leave it. You know, some people, when they end a relationship or a marriage or something, they keep going back to that person. And it's like you're cutting yourself deeper and deeper every time you go back, you know? Right. Uh, in the interest of not doing that. Plus, after this podcast, honey, I don't think I'll be getting any phone calls anytime soon uh... from him. He hasn't called me ever, ever since, um, ever since I left him, he never contacted me, not one single fucking time, not even close. I, it was, and that's, you know, it's what it is, but yeah. it's a good thing. I think it's a good thing. It's easier that way. Cause I, I wasn't even, I'm not going to say I wasn't upset. I mean, it took me years to move on, but once <laughs> I am moving on, Ooh, like, we in the fast lane, homie. <laughs> and you always like, connect yourself to one person that if you've been with them for a severe amount of time you at least like have to give like pay the homage of for sure. like putting your time back into the world and put it in back time into yourself kind of type thing for sure and i do respect him i'm pretty sure he's found someone new it's like good for y'all whatever i hope he um, has but out of respect i think people that get divorced i mean unless you have kids which we didn't have any kids or a mortgage or anything i think once you cut ties you just need to stay gone right out of respect for the other person because it's not fair to push and pull and push and pull that really that's what fucks people up right right if you're listening i hope you're doing well and thank keep you on, I, and I, keep I, on doing shout out there shout out no you know it's gonna get around thing because like for example you and i like whenever anything happens with our crazy aunt yeah. we always call each other like oh my god did i tell you when i was um working this weekend up in lake conroe my client i was hanging out with my client's family for my landscaping client uh-huh. and he was just a big family everybody drinking partying we got the jet skis out having fun and that was like the first time that i'd spent with a family that had kids around in since my marriage you know because there's right. no kids kids in my family these days you know it's well, yeah god bless <laughs> thank god yeah right. but it was so- it was kind of nice, you know, to everybody just ball busting and joking and telling stories and yeah, just relaxing, enjoying the day. Yeah, relaxing, chilling. But then again, you know, I get to go home to a silent house. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> that's that's the thing that like with the people in the family is like, I wish I could just get five fucking minutes to myself. Right? Like, can I go take a shit without somebody knocking on the door? Right. No, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. No. <sighs> anyway. I like that we don't have a bunch of kids in our family right now. And we've never had a massive family either. Not on our side, you oh, know? Oh, no. We had, what, minimum of four? Like, or well, yeah, maximum of four? Yeah, it was just four. four kids and we all bully each other. No, we, <laughs> oh, yeah, we would all bully each other. That's right. I remember it the one time. You up against the other two for no reason. Yes. I remember <laughs> the one time that one of the cousins, and you know which one, 
beat the shit out of me and would do it often. And then I, at the age of four, cracked. And I went <laughs> ham on that motherfucker. And I got in trouble. Do you remember that? And I got in trouble. I was the one that, like, Cam, you shouldn't have done that. And I'm like, well, he did it. They're like, well, good for sticking up for yourself. But no. But like, damn, kid. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what happens. That's what happens when a, you know... When the quiet ones snap, that's what you get. Right, right. At the, I just remember being so young, just always being like bullied and beat up and stuff like that. And then I just did it. Like, fuck I did it. You did it. Like that movie. Yeah, like any movie with a bully. You're like, I fucking did it. Yeah, right. My arm went up at the end of it. Like, dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Level achieved. Oh, oh, my God. Hell yeah. Oh, oh that's so Our crazy dysfunctional family. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Everybody has one. Everybody has one. Oh, yeah. I would Ours hope is everyone just a little louder one. than everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> I wish <laughs> that everyone had a family. Oh, my God. I remember aunt, our crazy aunt would always bring home a new guy every, like, Thanksgiving. And every... she'd be like, this is your uncle, whatever. And you're like, yeah, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm and not he would be the too. friendliest guy. And he's like, hi, everyone. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and it's and everyone's just like just wait until we get into it right and then like do you smoke weed like yeah <laughs> oh my god and then our crazy aunt would always be like trying to like sneak us alcohol or something yes and my favorite is when she like was on the kick of like you should sell drugs for me like <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> we are 15 16 like still i was i think i was still a senior in high school i'm like she's like there's a lot of kids that could use vicodin <laughs> Oh my god, do you remember when she called Child Protective Services on my mom? Yes, yes. Bro. <laughs> fucking insane. She was so fucking insane. She's still insane. Oh my yes. god. Shout out to everybody who has a crazy aunt or a crazy family member. Everybody does. It's just part of <laughs> part of life. But ours is really fucking crazy. Hoarder, witch. Uh, literally a witch. <laughs> literally a witch. Like, and I hate to say this because, like, and this is going to sound bad, but she was well, I don't extremely... want to sound bad. I want to knock on witches. Uh, right. But she's, like, extremely poor kind of type thing, too. But that plays into the whole, like, leeching aspect of it. And that was always a no-call, no-show. Right. That, like, yeah. I remember as a kid that she would take us out to dinner and then, like, oh, you're not paying for it? And I'm at eight. And I'm like, huh, what? Like, I right. don't have any oh concept of money. Real. And that's the thing, because then when I was old enough, she, like, had, like, ticket books of, like, all right, well, I took you to eat when you were eight, so that's $20. And then when you were seven, we went to that Burger King, so that's another $5. And I'm, like, I, I just got a job. Like, I remember she always had Buffalo Sabres hockey ticket. She would take us to a game. She would always make my mom and dad give her cash to feed me, and yes. then she would never feed me. Yeah, so then she'd just buy it for beer and shit like that, and she'd be like, yeah, all right. Or we'd just get, like, a McDouble. I'd be like, oh, what? Yeah. It's bullshit. My dad just gave you $50. Like, what the fuck? She won a cruise on the radio, which was probably the best and biggest thing of her life, but she complained <laughs> to the guy so hard for winning that they had to upgrade her to a five-star resort just because of the imperfections of her lifetime. Like, that's the, that's the serious shit right there. <laughs> She's like a professional scam artist. Like, there's some people that live to, like, if she worked as hard as she worked at not working, she would be so rich. Her job was to sue people. And when you ask her to do something, it's all of a sudden like, 
oh wait my medical condition like <laughs> oh my god she would like intentionally slam on her brakes to get rear-ended by people yes. <laughs> she got to, like seven or eight car accidents and blamed the guy for hitting her and yeah. when she got like taken to court she's like i'm gonna win this don't worry <laughs> yeah. oh my god yeah she's such a scam artist oh. a lot of people i mean i know so many people are like that and you know i mean certain certain ethnicities get a bad rap but our aunt is the fucking worst yes Talk about a low life, man. I don't even know how she, I don't even know how related to be honest with you. Like, I have no idea what, what happened. What happened? Right. I don't know. And then people are talking shit about Mexican immigrants. Those motherfuckers work their asses off. And then we got people in this country like our aunt. That just live off the system. Like professional food stamp and, you know, <laughs> enlisters or whatever. She sold her food stamps. Do you know the whole act of selling food stamps? Like, do you know the back gigs and shit like that? No, of course not. So you sell your food stamps and you literally just stand out at a grocery store. So you get $50 in credit on food stamps. That's, I think, seven or no. I think if you have $50 in food stamps, that's $25 cash. And she would like, obviously, she got like $800 in food stamps just for herself because she claimed her dogs. And <laughs> she got more than enough food stamps. So she would sell her food stamps to people off the streets to use the food stamps for her, use like the rest of the $600 that she didn't use every single month. And would just get straight cash for that. Like, I'm like, wow, that's some hood shit. She, I'm telling you, she's, she's a ghetto bitch. She knows all the fucking ins and outs, every scam in the book. She's done it, tried it, got arrested so many times. But here's the, here's the one thing that I do have to like positively say. She gave me some fucking charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, and rose me in the streets good. I am so street smart because of her, because I feel like I know every left turn, right turn, north, east, west, south. Yo, kind of type thing. I agree. I agree with you. Like, I feel the same way, because now anytime someone tries to scam me or pull the wool over my yeah. eyes, I'm always like, oh, hell no. I'm keen on you, motherfucker. Uh, yes, yes. I know these streets kind of type thing. Yeah. Right. And like, oh, I got your number, dude. Right. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's the only one thing Guess that I could I know, say. Guess how my aunt tried to have like, same exact scam on me two weeks ago. Exactly. Exactly. That's the <laughs> one thing I do have to admit, is that I became a hard motherfucker from her. Hell yeah. You know what? Well, you know, everything does happen for a reason. Hell yeah. Anyway, this has been wonderful. Yes. You know, I love talking to you. Oh, I love so we got to wrap this eventually. I love hearing about our horoscopes, too, and your dating endeavors. Oh, God. Well, thank you for so much for having me again. I appreciate always being on the podcast. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully, uh, we can do this again soon. Uh, I know yes. people love listening to you. Like I said, I mean, the video or the podcast that you and I do together, the collaborations get some of the most hits. So yes. thanks so much for helping me out. Yeah. All my listeners... Show us some love on Instagram. Yes. Follow Cam at Camera Cam. You can follow me at Hi I'm a Sugar Bab Sugar. Oh my god! You can follow me at Hi I'm a Sugar Baby Podcast. And um, yeah, check us out. Yes, thank you, right, thank you, yeah. Rose. Well, have a great night. You too. Thanks for joining me. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Rose out. <laughs>